Hey, welcome to the Grace Kid Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We are in a plan called the One Story Plan where we are reading through the entire Bible. And this week we're jumping uh, back just a little bit, but um, before we get into our story, I have a special guest who is going to introduce himself. Sup, my name is Emerson and I'm in sixth grade. I'm technically not in Grace Kids anymore, but I'm so, so thankful that I'm here. Kyler, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, uh, before we get into our story, let's start off with our question of the day for our listeners. The question of the and the question of the day is, what is the worst rainstorm you've ever been in? So whoever you're listening to this with, ask them the question. We'll be right back with our answers. We are back, and so Emerson, what is the worst rainstorm you've ever been in? So I have like I have two examples. Um, the first one I was younger, so it freaked me out more. But this one was a little bit. The one recently was a little more freaky. I'm gonna do the one that was most recently because I don't know how we're gonna be our own time. But I think it would be good to know that we had a tornado warning at our house not too long ago and it was really it was it, the storm was really big it was really it was as big as like a, a hurricane that's what the radar looked like and it was the tornado was like five miles away from our house it was really really scary and uh funny enough that the church that i was a ring bearer in had some of their roof got lost can you believe that no way that is pretty crazy that's a bad rainstorm yeah, and mine mine was a couple of years ago i was i was driving in my car and uh it was like the roads were super slick so it was just it was scary it felt like i was drifting everywhere um and not not a fun time so that will this will all make sense in a little bit about a rainstorm but where we are going to pick up is in uh first kings 18 and if you listen to last week's podcast um, we there are some new people that we've been talking about. So we have King Ahab, we have Jezebel, his wife, and Elijah. We also are going to add one more person, a guy named Obadiah. 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 And so where we pick up, there's a there's a drought going on, which a drought means uh, there's no rain. Okay, and so it's pretty severe. So he uh, pretty much. Elijah is going to go get King Ahab and tell him uh, that there is going to be rain soon. But before that, uh, this famine that was going on, King Ahab summons Obadiah. So he gets Obadiah. Um, Obadiah loves God. Emerson, you want to tell him a little bit about why he loves God or what he did for him? He, uh, so Obadiah, he hid 100 people in two caves, 50 in each, and supplied them with food and water. Yeah, and that's a big deal. Yeah, like, that's, that's super cool. 100 people, guys. Yeah, he saved them. And, so, and the other thing was, it wasn't just saving them from random something. The king's wife, Jezebel, was trying to kill him. And so it's awesome that Obadiah stepped up and did that. And so King, uh, king Ahab and Obadiah, 
they decide that they're going to go check for water. So they're going to check every spring, every valley in the land to see if there's enough grass for horses and mules. So they divide the land and they start going out. So Obadiah goes one way, King Ahab goes the other, and Obadiah sees a man. And guess who it was? Elijah. Elijah, yeah, that's right. And so he sees him and he bows down to him. He's like, is it really you, my Lord Elijah? He's like, yes. Go tell your master Elijah is here. Now, this wouldn't be a big deal, except the fact that this has happened in the past to other people, and Elijah would disappear, and then the person who went and told the king that he was there would get killed. Because they they had to swear that he was there, and then... them finding out that he wasn't there and then they end yeah, up dead. not good so, not good not good not so good. obadiah is like oh sir what harm have i done to you that you are sending me to my death at the hands of ahab for i swear to the lord your god that the king has searched every nation and kingdom on earth from end to end to find you and each time he was told elijah isn't here king ahab forced the king of that nation to swear to the truth of his claim and now you say to me, go and tell your master Elijah's here. And uh, the only thing is, is that I don't want to die. <laughs> Why are you trying to kill me? Uh, and he goes, no, I am going to be here. I'm going to be here. Don't worry. So he goes, go and tell your master Elijah's here. And so Elijah says, I swear by the Almighty, uh, the Lord Almighty, in whose presence I stand, that I will be present I will present myself to Ahab this very day. So Obadiah, he goes and gets King Ahab and he brings him, okay? Um, Yep. And so, which is on one side, big faith by Obadiah. Yes. Okay. He knows what has happened in the past, but he trusts God. And he trusts God that that Elijah is going to stay to his word, one, but then two, that he's also going to uh, come back, you know? So that's that. Now, Obadiah went to go tell Ahab that Elijah had come. And uh, when Ahab sees him, he goes, is it really you, you troublemaker of Israel? Ahab asks Elijah that. Elijah is not the troublemaker at all. It no, is, he isn't. It is King Ahab. It is King Ahab. He is, is, he is, his wife has convinced him to kill all the prophets of God. And mm-hmm. that's not going to go well. No. So the other thing is that we have... Uh, these fake prophets okay we have prophets of baal and prophets of asherah and uh this is where things get pretty pretty crazy and so elijah says to them i am the only lord he challenges them pretty much um this is actually what he says in verse 21 elijah stood in front of them and said how much longer will you waver hobbling between two opinions if the lord is god follow him but if Baal is God, then follow him. And the people were completely silent. They're like, maybe thinking about it. So he challenges yeah. him. He says um, that here's what we can do. I'm the only prophet of the Lord left. And Baal has 450 prophets. Let's go get two bulls. And the prophets of Baal may choose whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces, lay it on the wood of their altar, but without setting it on fire. And I'll do the exact same thing. Then call on the name of your God, and I'll call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by setting the fire to the wood is the true God. And the people agree. So they do this. They get everything together, and they start doing this. And uh, the prophets of Baal, they call on the name of Baal from morning to noontime, shouting, Oh, Baal, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. They danced. They hobbled around the altar they had made. 
And then about noontime, Elijah starts mocking them. Mocking them. Making fun of them, to put it simply. Put it simply. Even he's simpler like, than mocking. Maybe really. you need to shout louder. Oh, maybe he's uh, daydreaming. Or maybe he's using the bathroom. Or maybe he's on a trip. Or maybe they're talking about a God. What? <laughs> That's crazy. What? Say wouldn't it? So they start shouting louder and doing more extreme things. And they rave all afternoon until the time of evening. Still no sound, no reply, no response. So Elijah, Elijah called to the people. He said, hey, come over here. And he pretty much does the exact same thing. He sets up an altar for God. And he dugs a trench around the altar large enough to hold water. And he piled wood on it, cut the bowl into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood. And then he says, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offerings and the wood. And they did it. And then he goes, oh, no, do it a second time. More water. Oh, do it a third time. Even more water. Even more water. Which, does water and fire mix? No. Uh, well, unless water. you want some sort of stone, you need water and lava, but that's the only way you're going to get anything out of that. <laughs> yes. But if you have wet wood, it is very hard to light on fire. doesn't happen. So, <laughs> he's pretty much setting it up so it won't work. But at the evening time, Elijah calls upon God and he prays. He goes, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel, that I'm your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. And immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the offering the wood, the stones, and the dust. And it even licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw this, they fell to the ground and cried out, the Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. Yes, he is, boy. And so with this story, okay, a little longer story, but what does this story teach us? One, about how we can follow God or how these people, what they did, how does it help us follow God? So you're talking about how which people though? Yeah, like Obadiah. Obadiah. Or okay. Elijah. I'm gonna use Obadiah as an example, okay? Okay. So I think so. Obadiah, he, w- like during the time that Ar- ah, sorry, I said Ahab. Arab on accident. Yeah. Ahab, uh, the time that he was hunting down all the prophets and, uh, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting the names. Obadiah. Mm-hmm. He uh. <laughs> he gathered all the prophets and hid them in caves and yeah. that's a very big like strength in Jesus cuz if Ahab found out about that yeah he's going to go fall into the ground and he could be in instant. big trouble yeah Jezebel was trying to ring them all up and and kill him but Obadiah stepped out in faith and did something bold mm-hmm. and protected them yeah absolutely yeah Obadiah teaches us that when when things are happening um and like we we can stand up and we can do the right thing even when we know that there may be consequences so that's awesome yeah that's something great something that stuck out to me was that we can pray and ask god to do big things yes we can like it happened multiple times uh like even with obadiah talking to elijah like elijah please don't go i know what's going to happen if if i go and get him and bring him back and you're not here 
I'm going to be a dead man. So please do not go anywhere. You look pretty good for a dead man, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but we can ask God big prayers too to show up and do great things. Just like Elijah did with this Mount Carmel-like challenge where he goes, oh, you prophets, you do this. And my, me, I'm a prophet. I'm going to do this. We're going to do the same thing and call on God. And whichever one shows up, that's the true God. And that may be a really big prayer. Like, God, yeah. I need you to show up. I need you to do something big. Like, will you do it? And I think that's all, also a big thing that we can do is mm-hmm. that we can call on God. And so a challenge for our listeners just to wrap up is call on God to do something big. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to see God do something really cool. Pray and ask. And maybe you don't know exactly what you want to see him do, but maybe pray about that. God, is there something you want to show me or prove yourself to me? Because I want to see you and know you in a real way. And so with that, that comes to the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you later. Bye. See ya. If you would like more resources regarding the One Story Plan, go to visitgracechurch.com backslash one story. And if you'd like more resources for your kids, you can go to visitgracechurch.com backslash kids. We also have a YouTube channel and you can find it by searching Visit Grace Kids on YouTube. If you like this podcast, we would love for you to like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. We'll see you soon.